<clears throat> we got a topic tonight? Current events again? No, nah, I figured uh, we kind of covered the 4th of July. Cool. And the 2nd of July is important because it's actually the day that they voted. They just didn't finish signing until the 4th. Yeah. And even then, it wasn't fully signed. Uh, that was just the day that, you know, a few of them signed it, and then that's the day that everybody recognized. Yeah. Except for, what was it, John Adams? Or Madison? One of them two were kind of like, eh, we should have celebrated on the second. I think it was John Adams. Yeah. But yeah, and I then. I just reading about that earlier today. I think it was John Adams that said. And then we can uh, cover some current events, particularly when it comes to. Uh, I found out some rather wild information this week. Uh, they I said. to break from a lot of news. Well, do, yeah, well, this one was too good not to. Not to report on, not to find out on. It's uh, the death benefits have been paying out in 2021 and 2022. Uh-huh. Have increased by 163%. I did see something about that. How's it sound? No, your microphone's got to be in a weird place because I don't, I don't hear it. Just this thing here. What about now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, loud and clear, bud. Cool. You ready? Because uh, I'm about ready to click go. Yeah, whenever you are, man, let's do it. Two, one, boom. And live. We're on. All right. Howdy, folks. Welcome back to Southern Missouri Patriots. We've got Captain Jack here and uh, Sergeant Bilko over there. Lieutenant Dan will be joining us in a minute since he's done draining the lizard. Yep. Got to water that garden. Yeah. Especially in this heat. No. Son. Have you seen what it's going to look like next week? Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. No, neither am I. I'm just going to be thankful that I, I don't have Lieutenant Dan's job. Yeah. Screw that. I've, like, I've, I've done that job. Yeah, right. <laughs> Screw <laughs> that, man. Man. Yeah, it's, it's it, no, just absolutely no. Um, you know, I, I even feel bad for, you know, for the most part, uh, my job keeps me in the office. Uh, kind of a good thing, kind of a bad thing. But all, all the engineers, all the rest of the uh, other personnel in the office, man, most of those guys are out during the day. Now they're inside. For the most part, but that doesn't mean that I still don't feel bad for them every time they walk out that door. Yeah, you know, I, I don't know. For me, um, like going out doing the yard work or doing our hay, you know, I, you know the farm. Um, if I start early in the day and then, you know, as it progressively gets hotter, I'm fine. Right. Um, as long as I'm, you know, drinking water and all that. But, uh, but man, if I if I can't get out there until Noon or one, and I've been in that air conditioner. Jeez, hell, you even get out there at ten o'clock right now. I mean, yeah, it, it still sucks. Yeah, it, it's. We actually, uh, my wife and I went to play nine holes of golf this morning, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, shoot, we got up there. It was right around eight twenty-five, eight thirty this morning, and uh, man, by the time we played the nine holes and, and got off the course, I, yeah, it was starting to be miserable. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, just, and that's a short course up there in uh, the range line. Oh, yeah. And, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, it's mostly part threes. There's a couple part fours on it. It's not even a full-size course. But, yeah, it's still, it just... Yeah, who cares? Go out there, shack some balls, and have some fun. Yeah, you know? it, was, it was a good time. And, uh, you know, it's been a few months since we played. And uh, for some reason, I don't know why, all the years I've, I've played golf, I've never pulled left, ever. And today... Ninety percent of my shots when I would swing, I was pulling hard left for some damn reason. Really? I don't know it's because my back is acting up, and I and I was maybe subconsciously trying to compensate for it or what. But, but uh, 
Man, it was it was horrible. Well, you know what you should have done, right? Yeah, just changed the way I'm standing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> After about the third shot, you would have been, mm, let me turn yeah. a but see, this way. You know, used to I, I had a really bad slice for a long time, and Ooh. I finally cured that. And uh, so I would actually, and not to the extent of one of my buddies, but I, I would stand off, you know, and then my ball would just curve back around into the fairway. And, uh, hell, uh, one of my buddies, Roy, he used to stand like dang near with his right shoulder and pointed at the fairway and, and he swung right hand. So he would hit the ball in the direction by the time it was done, it was like that, he would land it. Right. Unless you got a crap ton of trees. Well, yeah, but, you know. Then you're you know, playing army golf at that point. Yeah, yeah. I did manage to kneel, knock a few leaves on the trees today, too. That's all right. Have, have fun. That's what matters. Yeah. Yeah, right now, it ain't too hard to knock leaves off trees. Yeah. Gone. You know, seriously, you know, I'm looking at my garden. I was out there watering it last night. And everything that stays in the shade up until about 10 o'clock is growing really, really well. Yeah. The stuff that starts leaving the shade at around 8.39, it's growing. But compared to the stuff that's hanging out in the shade for the long time, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it wasn't for me constantly keeping that garden wet as best I can, obviously I can't water it during the day. Right. Uh, nothing is dying of heat yet, but it is getting there. Well, if, you, if you're watering at night, um, it, it actually gives the uh, plants time to absorb some of that water before the sun dries it up. So yeah, it gets watered at night. It gets watered in the morning. Yeah, uh, I, uh, I'm actually going to work on mine this weekend. Getting into it's going to be a fall garden, but yeah, uh, it's it's limited plot of planting. You know, I'm going to do uh, sweet corn, green beans, uh, some broccoli. Uh, I'll, I'll broccoli. You know, the eggplant didn't come up, unfortunately. Onions didn't come up, and the broccoli is just on the struggle bus. Man, I've, I've got, I've had broccoli buds this big for the past month and a half. Damn, it just doesn't want to do it. Man, so as much as it's going to suck tomorrow at the heat, I, I'm going to go and, and try to get some bales of hay and just hay that whole thing over, so I don't have to worry about weeding. I can keep the moisture trapped in the ground, and it's just, you know give some nutrients into the soil right now because it's, yeah. it's just too damn hot by the time I get there and start watering at night you know just you know as the sun's going down on the other side of my property you start watering and uh, I mean you just it, the ground is just dry yeah. just bone freaking dry all the way down and I soak the shit out of it too yeah. I soak it yeah when it's this dry though I mean hell it, it's just there's not a lot you can do except just keep trying at it you know keep yeah. Keep it as well as possible. That's why I think it would almost be better to have a raised garden because then you could put in uh, automatic waters in the soil. Really? <laughs> better go white. Oh, fine. <laughs> we need an exhaust fan in here, man. <laughs> Problem is, it's too loud on microphones if they can. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we just have to suffer. Stop getting any gas at Vino or something, man. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, that's that's my eventual goal is is raised bed gardens um, and a greenhouse. Um, but you know that's down the line, man. I, yeah. I tried to get it done last year, didn't get it done. Didn't get it done this year. It's just God dang, man. Right. I just get so busy. I mean, we all do. So next year, you know, I'm I'm already plotting out 
next year. And what I'm going to do is the way my garden's set up, there's another clear section. I'm going to tear out a bunch of trees. Uh, I've got a couple of small groves of trees that can just come out. Just they're small, not a big deal. I'm going to tear some of that up. And then on my leafy greens and stuff like that, I'm going to make a small separate area for them closer to the tree line to where it'll keep in the shade for the most part. Uh, and I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and rip that up once it turns cooler. Not yeah. right now. Just yeah. all that noise. So uh, how, how's the poultry doing? We lost a chicken today. It, uh, one of the little young ones hopped in the pond. Oh. And uh, normally they hop out, but apparently this one was too hot. It hopped in and... Uh, oop, oop. Yep. Damn it. Well, yeah. That happens. You it know. it does. We've, uh, we've lost a turkey. We've lost uh, one chicken that we raised. You know, both of them have drowned. <laughs> and the turkey, the you know, so we, we, we've got them as chicks. It got out of the brooder box, out of the chicken coop, made it all the way to the back of the chicken coop where the pool was at, and then jumped in the pool. I mean, it was <laughs> on a mission, and there wasn't anything. <laughs> oh, swimming? Swimming? Yeah, I'm going yeah. swimming. And uh, it's like, dude, you, you can't swim. Yeah. So, uh, have you decided how many of them you're going to actually going to butcher? Oh, eventually all of them are going to wind up in the chopping block. We've got three roosters right now. Uh, all of them are starting to crow. Really? They're starting to figure it out. Nice. You know, they're, they're, they're practicing. Uh, just hilarious watching them figure out, oh, I can do this. <laughs> sometimes they get it and sometimes it's like... Yeah, none, none of my roosters have started growing yet. Now, my turkey, um, the uh, the tom is not, he's not gobbling, but the, the hens, you know, they're they're out there fucking around and... and uh, it's funny as hell to watch though uh, that one time. I, he won't do it so much for me, but every time my wife walks out there by, him, man, he'll jump up and he'll puff out, fan out his feathers, and, and he'll start strutting around. They're, they're, it's their mating ritual, you know, and and oh, he just struts back and forth, all puffed up, and he, he'll dra drag his wings and shake them as he's walking <clears> across <throat> the ground. It's funny as hell to watch. No, oh, if you got a tom, you know, uh, I'm pretty sure I, you know, obviously my two turkeys are not of age yet, but. You know, we may have a constant supply of turkeys there, but yeah, yeah, we got the we got the five, and you know, my wife and I've been talking about uh, maybe keeping uh, the tom and man a couple of the hens to uh, just for that reason, you know, yeah. so we're not having to buy them every year, try to find them. Buy them. And that's uh, that's kind of what I'm wanting to keep. You know, I know it's a kind of a pain in the ass keeping more than one rooster around. At the same time, you know, genetic diversity. Yeah. I know we can go about four or five generations uh, before we start having genetic difficulties. At the same time, it's like, well, why, why bring on genetic difficulties when? Yeah, um, you know, and that's one of those you can always look around and you know do some swapping around and, and stuff, and, and yeah, get a different rooster in there that you need to do. So, I mean, eventually everybody's going to wind up on the chopping block. Yeah, I think our plan is to keep. Uh, at least eight, maybe ten at the most of, of the hens, and uh, we can get a few years out of them before we quit planting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. that's the idea. Once, so, uh, yeah, once they reach hen pause, hen pause. But yeah, that's that's the plan there. You know, constant supply of eggs, because um, uh, all the breeds that we have, uh, they're all their average on those breeds are you know like three hundred plus eggs per year. Yeah. So, 
but uh, I'll tell you what, a lot of those uh, the buff Orpingtons that we have, and that's what I have the most of. Uh, man, some of those things are getting pretty dang big, so uh, I'm probably going to end up butchering. Uh, I, I won't do a big butcher day where I do like 20 at once, but I'll, uh, I may do like four or five one day, and um, which, I mean, we don't know if we can post that on Facebook because it's kind of a graphic video. Their, their little monitors will probably get us up. Maybe something we have to put over on the Rumble. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to show people how to do that. Yeah, it's always good education. I, I've been kind of watching something I, I knew but had forgotten. I was watching a video where some farmers were talking, you know, and they're like, all the food that we're getting right now on the shelves is pretty much almost last year's crop. Mm -hmm. They said, don't, you know, August, September, be expecting really short, short food shortages yeah. from there on. And they said, by, by this time next year, your your produce is pretty screwed. Yeah. So one of one of my plans is to go ahead and you know take about ten percent of my harvest and keep that for seeds for next year. Yeah. Because we're probably not gonna get seeds next year. Yeah. Um, you know, that's what I mean. I've got some tomato seeds <clears throat> and I've got a lot of pots. I've, I've got the uh, I've got, I'm getting quite a few tomatoes off of my one tomato plant. I'm the only one over my house that will eat tomatoes. Uh, so I just got the one plant. Um, they're not real big tomatoes, but uh, man, they've got great flavor. So uh, yeah, I've got some seeds that are actually the, the beef steaks uh, mm -hmm. tomatoes. So they'll get larger. So uh, I think I'm actually going to start them. Um, you know, you've seen my the closed-in back porch that I have, right? So it's kind of an impromptu uh, greenhouse. I can do some limited stuff in there. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm gonna try to maybe grow some stuff year around in there uh, until I can get an actual greenhouse built. Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> we got Bill chiming in says he, uh, I'm here with you, and I have a tough enough time with two dogs and a cat without birds too. <laughs> I, I can tell you, Bill, from experience, my my husky, she found a way into the chicken coop. Oh boy! Now she didn't get in; she just found a way in, and she got caught because she had managed to knock the rocks out from underneath it and was trying to wiggle her ass up underneath oh, the, the shed. And we caught her with her legs and her tail standing out, so she got her ass kicked. Yeah. Not, I'm not bad, but I mean, you know, so now I've got to go get cinder blocks and put those in the way. Yeah. Uh, and we've had a couple of chickens that did figure out that, hey, we can knock the rocks over and crawl under there where it's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so I'm gonna have to set up like a misting system or something like that for them yeah, this um, weekend. I, yeah. Do you have a source of electricity close by that? Oh yeah, there's a um, source of electricity inside the chicken coop. Okay, uh, set you a fan up, uh, and and that should be plenty. Okay, uh, as, as long as they get some some airflow across them, then they can cool down. Yeah, oh, uh, that's what I'm going to be doing for my dogs next week. I'm buying one of the big, huge. I have to buy a big, huge drum fan for them because they're carrying firewood out in the middle of the yard to play with. <laughs> my dogs do that too. <laughs> so I'm. I'm, I've got to make a big fan. I've got to get a big fan for them, so they'll hopefully lay in front of that and just get airflow over the top of them. I mean, German Shepherds. Yeah. They keep chewing up the kiddie pools I give them for, uh, to cool yeah. off. Yeah, but, well, they're still young, too, though. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they'll grow out of that before long. And then we got Bill chiming in again. says, uh, thank you, Joe Biden. Uh, he's my fail-to dude. Now that's a little funny. And then we've got Amy chiming in saying, howdy guys. Hello. Hey. Yo. Thank y'all. Yeah. So yeah, it's, uh, I think this weekend to try to, well, we already talked about that, just laying hay all over my garden. Yeah. 
and then uh, trying to get a tiller over the winter and just freaking run that thing over it several times. Yeah. We're still picking rocks out of that damn car. Oh, dude, meth labs and rocks is what we grow best in Missouri. Apparently, so. son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, you know, we growing up, uh, my grandmother's neighbor used to call them sex stones. Yep. Yeah, and finally, I, I don't know, I was probably about 13, 14, I looked at Harvey and I was like, what, what's a sex stone? He goes, these fucking rocks. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I got it now. All right. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a massive, massive pain in the ass. Yeah. You know? and, and, and it doesn't matter how you can think you got them all. And then next next year, there's going to be just as many there again. Yeah. And it's just a constant battle. That's another advantage of doing the race beds. One, you can control uh, your type of soil and keep better quality in it. Um, you know, one, and, and, and you don't have as much to weed. You don't have as much to weed, and you don't have to stoop over to. Yeah, there's a lot of that. And you can put in, uh, you know, watering systems to, to take care of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And if you need to put a canopy or something like that, or you got a smaller area to cover. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's, uh, <clears throat> that's again on my to do list. Hopefully by next year, you know. Um, yeah. Just keep by plugging away at stuff. By next year, those guards may be our only source of food. Man, I'm telling you, um, I know next year where where uh, my garden location is now. Uh, if things continue the way that it looks like they're going to be doing, uh, it's not going to be out there that close to the public view next year. Nope. Uh, I, I got 31 acres there to, to pick a spot on, and it'll be located elsewhere. <laughs> you think the uh... The line to the church is bad now. Wait till they all lined up getting in your garden. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. Well, at least I have a clear line of sight for you. Shoot out if they're out there. I've actually considered because I, I don't necessarily have a clear line of sight, sight, but I don't want to get rid of my magnolia tree. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like mm, yeah. time to set up a security system. Yeah. Put some uh, either cameras out there, or uh, you know, they sell like driveway alarms. Yeah. You, know, you can. Put out somewhere around there, and it'll set off the time in the house. So I would do that there where I'm at. The hell, deer would be setting it off every every freaking night. Well, I've got to get my dogs perimeter train trained so I can get them out of the backyard fence mm-hmm. and let them just roam the property. Hopefully, the idiots will stay out of the garden. Yeah, hopefully, but you know, it is idiots we're talking about. So yeah. Anyway, anyway, so. Uh, Let's, uh, let's talk about our, our holiday weekend here, man. Oh, yeah, for sure. So, you know, Independence Day weekend. Um, I'm sure everybody's got got some plans. Um, and, you know, we're not doing anything big. Uh, we got a couple, like, get-togethers planned, you know, but uh, nothing, nothing major. Um, but, you know, I mean, uh, 1776. Yep. You know? It sure was. I mean, here we are, what? Right at the border of 250 years. Yeah, don't get me doing math in my head, man. I'll just end up lying to you. You can't even do math with a calculator. <laughs> oh, I can. Just sometimes I tap into the button. And I just go, wait a minute. That's not what I meant. Uh, anyway, so, so yeah. Um, so a lot of people don't realize that actually July 2nd was almost our Independence Day. Yeah, that was the uh, day that it was finally drafted. That was the, yeah. the final draft of the Declaration of Independence. Well, and, and they actually voted. They got enough votes to uh, uh, do the Declaration. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't finished signing until, you know, right around the 4th. So they 
uh, that ended up being a, but yeah, we were talking, I'm uh, pretty sure it was John Adams, I'd have to look it up again, that actually wanted it to be on the second. Uh, but it, Yeah, I've got that right here if you give me just a moment. Yeah, well, it's John Adams, as a matter of fact. Yeah, see, we're smarter than we look. <laughs> At least we didn't say Herbie Hancock. <laughs> I'm glad Lieutenant Dan got that reference. Yeah, I just went over my head, apparently. So. Uh, Tom, that movie Tommy Boy with Chris Farley. Oh, man, I haven't seen that so long. Yeah, I remember I passed the test by writing Herbie Hancock instead of John Hancock. Yeah, I, that's been so many years since I've seen that. I, I never remember that. I only saw it recently, which is the only reason I remembered. How about that? Fair enough. Fair enough. So, anyway, um, yeah, you know, uh, here's the thing: you know, people got to realize too. And, and, and back then, those those men were all committing treason. Oh yeah, punishable by immediate death. They lost. Uh, you know, everyone, I say everyone, the left, the far left, the extreme left wants to talk about how, you know, it was done, done by white men that held, you know, positions of power. And it's like, yeah. you don't, you don't realize guys, every last one of those men were men of influence. Don't get me wrong. They had lands and titles in England yeah. that they made money off of. Yeah. And they lost all that. They pretty lost. Much, they pretty much died penniless. Yeah, almost every last one of them died penniless. And they lost not only all of that, but they had warrants out for their arrest, both in the colonies and for damn sure in England. Yeah. Uh, not that they were going to go to England, but had they set foot in England, yeah, the everybody was actually uh, the, the Royal Guard, the, the Royal Army under King George, the second or third, was on the lookout on every last English port, wait for those guys, just in case they were stupid enough to set foot in England. Yep. They were gonna be arrested and probably uh, killed right there on the spot. Oh yeah. Um, I, you know, I mean, that's, uh, you think about the the intestinal fortitude, testicular fortitude. Oh yeah. It took for those guys, you know. Um, 56 men stepped forward and, and, you know, they pledged their lives, their fortunes and their sacred honor. And, 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 and their they, families. And their families, yeah. I mean, it was I, it was a huge, huge event. And, and a lot of people just kind of take that for granted today and don't realize how huge that was. We wouldn't be here as we know it today or, you know, if had they not done that. Good, um, and then that's what kills me about today is, you know, I hear a lot about, you know, people won't join certain groups because they're worried about, you know, what's going to happen to their family, you know. Yeah, are you gonna stand up for yourself or what? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Where do you draw the line? Show some, show some testicular forward here. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, stand up for these people. Sooner or later, you know, you, you have to draw a line in the sand and say, "This is as far as I'm going. Like, this is the hill I am willing to die on." And these these men were thinking of not only their families, but the lives of everybody in the colony. Yeah, and, and before anyone, you know, nobody in this chat, but before anyone jumps on and says, "Well, you know, they were all slave owners." Like, keep in mind, eleven of the thirteen colonies have already had already said at that point, we don't see a point in slavery anymore. Yeah. They'd already gotten rid of it. It was the Carolinas and Virginia, uh, no, Carolinas and Georgia were the only two that were like, "Nope, we're not getting rid of it." Yeah. And so they had the other eleven had to acquiesce to that in order to get everybody on the same page. Yeah, yeah. that that was their their cave in point in, in order to have that unified front. Yeah. So, you know, uh, as then, much as it sucks, I mean, we, 
fought and bled for, you know, to abolish slavery. Got to give a little to get a little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's called compromise. Yeah. I mean, you know, and, and here's the thing. Anybody that's dealt with people in general for any length of time, you're going to figure this out. You will never please everybody, but you can sure as hell piss everybody off. Yep. So, you know, you, you, you pick your battles. Um, it's give and take. And, and at, at times you do have to compromise to a certain extent. Sometimes it's easier just to piss somebody off than it is to please. Sometimes it's fun. <laughs> I know a lot. I, you know, I, I kind of like it now. Yeah. <laughs> and just the Declaration of Independence was months of debate on what to put in it, how yeah. the wording needed to be. Yep. I mean, it was. It wasn't just you know, fifty-four guys got together and said, "Hey, this is what we're going to do," and just right there on the spot signed it. No, 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 no. This was a. A long, very drawn out, uh, well thought yes. document. This this was not something, you know, say anymore nowadays we come up with a document, what we spend, you know, probably a couple of days on it. These guys spent months yeah. debating back and forth in private uh, because the Royal Army was still very prevalent in the colonies. Oh, yeah. Was and not and there was a lot of sympathy, you know, the, the loyalists, they call them. To the throne that that would turn a man in a heartbeat. Um, Collaborators, yeah, you know, I mean, it was it, they they were putting everything on the line to to give us this country. Yep. And so Bill's chimed in said all the royalty in Europe were related inbred. King George was German. Oh yeah, yeah. You you know you want to talk about the very epitome of uh, well, most of the royal compromise were like that though. Yeah. Yeah. Inbred. They, they just about, you know, their whole policy was in order to form treaties, what do you do? Marry your daughter and son off to the other side. Yep. Uh, terrible policy, but I get it. Well, but that's and, kind of what happened. They all thought of the royal bloodlines. So it didn't matter that they were cousins or whatever. They just wanted to maintain that royal blood, you know? Yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, that was their, their reasoning and, and thought processes back then. So yeah, very glad we got rid of that policy. Yeah. Uh, they wanted everybody to have six nipples. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh so one of the things <laughs> is that the, the first 4th of July celebrations, which actually didn't take place until, you know, just a few years later. It wasn't uh, years and years later. Uh, but it was actually, you know, like a couple of years after the, the signing and delivery of the Declaration of Independence. Come to find out, their celebrations aren't really much different than what we do today. Really? Yeah. Uh, cookouts. Uh, keep in mind, of course, you know, cookouts back then they didn't have hamburgers and hot dogs right. and stuff like that. But they did cook what was available. They did have celebrations with friends and family. Uh, there were a limited amount of Chinese fireworks. Uh, nothing like what we had today. But it was actually in Washington D.C. And they tried for the longest time to keep it just a celebration in Washington, D.C. On the on a, for lack of a better term, uh, they tried to keep it from being a national celebration until the Congress back in 1787 finally said, no, it's, it applies across the board to all federal employees that this is a national holiday up and down. And one of the other cool little things is actually in New England, their traditional food of choice for 4th of July was smoked salmon. Hmm. 
It was probably a lot more prevalent back then. <coughs> yeah, yeah. You've been doing a lot of reading today, haven't you? Man, I have. <laughs> we got Bill chiming in again. It says, uh, before the first battle in the War of the Union aggression, all 13 southern states had outlawed the buying and selling of slaves. They still own them. They were looking ways to prepare the slaves for freedom and living on their own. Yeah. That's actually very valid. In fact, most of the, a large portion of the southern slave owners that people don't realize were actually blacks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that is verifiable through history, folks. A lot of them. Yeah. Uh, and they were actually more vicious than the uh, white slave owners in general. Yeah. In general. So let me be very, let me paint that with a broad brush. In general. Yeah. And, and don't misunderstand me. Anybody that listens to this, we are not pro-slavery. You know, we're glad it's gone. It's, you know. We're glad, it, yeah, it's, we're glad it's gone on these shores. Uh, the problem is it still exists and it is still vastly prevalent. It, it is. And uh, let me tell you folks, no society, no civilization has been free from owning slaves or being slaves themselves. Yeah. Yeah, we have indentured servants, we have uh, Chinese rebel workers, uh, yeah, pretty much. Well, the Chinese slave enslaved their own selves. They slaved the enslaved the Japanese. The Japanese would turn around and enslave them. Well, the Africans. They, oh my God! They yeah, were sort they of all, the they sold thing. off their own. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They would they would conquer one tribe and then sell off. You know, sell everybody. We got Bill chiming in. Says I can tell you, I am a historian plus a descendant of Robert E. Lee and Jeb Stewart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's got the he's got some blood. He does. He's got some very interesting blood. So yeah, so we have that. Uh, let's see here. Massachusetts, I would say that wrong, was the first state to recognize the 4th of July. Uh, which actually kind of holds true because that's where most of everything went started and went down at. Uh, for the most part, was right there in, in that northern colony. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the, the Boston Tea Party. and uh, Yeah, there's just a... You know, that's one thing I... You know, we, we drove all over the country for years but uh and, and i'm not a fan of going up into the northeast um in a semi but good lord there's so much history up in oh yeah you know um i was listening uh to an audiobook one time a few years ago and you know there's there's old churches and taverns and stuff where there are still musket balls embedded in the walls and the doors that, to this day sure you know um why get rid of it? Right, you know. I, and, and one of these days, if I ever uh, decide I want to go to the Northeast again, I, I, I would like to go up there and just do like the the, the Revolutionary War mm-hmm. tour, you know, um, through the entire uh, colonies. One of my one of my favorite things from the Northeast is actually New England clam chowder. Actual, honest to God, New England clam chowder. My aunt used to be phenomenal at making it. None of nobody in her house wants to eat it, so I can't get her to make it for me anymore. What the hell? I know, right? And then the last time I asked her about it, she was like, Well, I hadn't made it in 20 years, it probably wouldn't taste good. I'm like, I don't care, <laughs> I don't care. At least give it a shot. I'll buy the damn ingredients, just yeah, make it. Just tell her to give me You know, I, I would take the recipe, but it still wouldn't taste quite the same. Yeah, not yeah. that I would complain. It's, uh, it's, it's funny how you can follow the same recipe that somebody follows and, and it tastes a little different. You know, I, I, my grandmother taught me how to cook and I used her recipes and I'm like, man, it's just not the same as grandma's. What the hell? 
That's because they use a pinch of this and a pinch of that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's it's not all that. You know, I made my my dad's mother's spaghetti recipe a couple of weeks back. Her spaghetti recipe was absolutely phenomenal. Just, you know, far better than the stuff I make. And I I make my spaghetti from scratch as well. Far better than mine. So I went on ahead and made the spaghetti recipe. And it didn't taste the same. And my mom pointed out, it's like, well, the water's different, first off, that you're using. The ingredients are not the same ingredients that she used almost 20 years ago. Uh, even if it's the same label, it's still right. not the same anything anymore. Right. And even though well, my pots are seasoned. Processed stuff and, yeah. you know, to make it. And, you know, it's not the same as fresh. Even though my pots are seasoned, they're not <laughs> seasoned like hers were. Right. You know, she made crawfish etouffee, just everything in those pots. You know what I mean? Nah, I'll knock an old lady off a walk to get some etouffee. <laughs> my, my grandmother, she made some outstanding crawfish etouffee. Wow. What we do is, you know, we'd have several <laughs> crawfish boils a year. And of course, you know, you're talking 100 pounds of crawfish being boiled that day for 15 people. Mm-hmm. I can put away some crawfish, but, you know, not every, you know, we put away as much as we could, or we'd still have more than a few pounds left over. We'd sit there and peel it, put it in the freezer bag, and she'd turn around and immediately make a big, huge pan of etouffee right in the freezer. And then, you know, a month or so later, out, out it comes, and we all sit there and eat crawfish etouffee for a week. Wow. Or a couple of days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I love that you think. And Bill chiming in again. Actually, this one I, I also knew is uh, most certainly true. History proves the very first American slave owner was black. Yep. And That's he fine. owned a white guy from Europe. Now, that was kind of more of indentured servitude in that in that instance, but it was still kind of the, the same premise. But yeah, that's how that went down. And then, uh, so the oldest annual 4th of July celebration is actually held in a tiny town in Bristol, Rhode Island. So 87 years before it became a full-on national holiday, Bristol, Rhode Island was celebrating it and has continued to celebrate it. Huh. Interesting. I, I thought that was interesting, too. Rhode Island. Huh. Yeah, no okay. kidding. There's a... I don't know if it's changed now. It's been a few years since I was up there, but there used to be a one truck stop in Rhode Island. And it was funny because their their billboard would say, you know, uh, X amount of miles until the last truck stop in Rhode Island. And, you know, I mean, they just they made me cloud. And for a long time, I mean, that was the only truck stop there. Right. Uh, of course, you know, Rhode Island, if you're rolling through there at 65 mile an hour, don't blink more than twice because you're in and out of that state that right. fast. Right. <laughs> That's that's pretty funny, and then the shortest Fourth of July parade is in uh, Aptos, California. The city itself is less than a half a mile long, <laughs> so barely two city blocks long. So we just go around one. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no right. kidding, right? <laughs> like that uh, movie, a European Vacation, when they stuck in the roundabout. Oh, Look, yeah. kids, big fan. Look, kids. and also that Americans consume an obscene amount of hot dogs for this holiday I mean it's cheap I mean let's be honest it's it's just cheap it's easier than sitting there you know when I make hamburgers I don't just you know just make a patty and call it good oh no 
Yeah. We're talking at least 30 minutes of work just before I get to, you know, before I even get to making the patties. Yeah. How much, how much potato salad do you think they go through? <laughs> yeah. Know. We'll see. That's, you know, <laughs> potato salad, man, that's, that's definitely a personal choice. You know, for me, the potatoes better be mashed. It's better be mustard based with a little bit of mayo in it for, you know, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. I, I like strong mustard. Right. Yeah. Salad. Yeah. Uh, my mom's mom makes a fantastic potato salad. Uh, yeah, my grandmothers know how to cook. Or at least they did. I'm down to one. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's uh, it's just easier than you know trying to make you know. But I mean, other than us, or you know, other than us in the away from the cities, how many people know actually how to make hamburgers from from taking the ground beef and, and moving them from there? Not to make them not land. Yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, anybody can make a patty and throw it on there, but it doesn't mean it's going to taste good. Right. And I've got a freaking awesome recipe that I came up with. And yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, it's funny. My wife doesn't really like hamburgers unless I cook them inside. She doesn't like them on the grill. Really? Yeah. Um, but I can cook them in skillet. And, you know, I, I just I start grabbing different seasonings out of, the, out of the cabinet there. And I mix it all up and then make patties and, and everything. And she'll eat them that way. But, uh, and, you know, I'm like, I'll make like, 20 hamburgers for her and I because for the next four or five days, man, I'm eating hamburgers. Sure, why not? You know, I love them. But now her, yeah, man, I'm going to them and throw them in the freezer and pop them in the microwave. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I love burgers. God. I just, I don't like cheese on mine. You know, I, I sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. It, it's just my mood varies on that. Um, I, I can take it or leave it either way. But anyway. Um, so we got one more, one more last piece of trivia. All right, here. All, all right, right. lay it on us. Three presidents have died, and one has been born on the Fourth of July, which is very the the hilarious the hilarious part of it is it's been Thomas Jefferson, Sam, uh, John Adams, and James Monroe. So some of our first few presidents have all died on the Fourth of July. Wow, just just that first little batch, which is just downright hilarious if you think about it. I mean, just, it's ironic. Yeah, it, it really <laughs> is. And then we had Calvin Coolidge was born on the Fourth of July in 1872. Cool. Yeah, he beat Tom Hanks, or not Tom Hanks, Tom Cruise to it. You know, a born on the Fourth <laughs> right. of July. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> Gotta love it. Oh hell. But yeah, it's you know, Americans on average, we uh, owe about fifteen thousand fireworks are set off. I, I would have thought the number was. At least triple that. Fifteen thousand per. <laughs> yeah, right. That's about what I would think. I know I go and spend about four hundred dollars in fireworks. You know, I I don't anymore. Um, now I used to. Man, I, I was fanatical about fireworks. And uh, when, when I lived up outside of Springfield, um, there was like I think it was ten houses or twelve houses on our on our street, and and the, it teed at each end. So uh, we we would just block off. Road and, and there was like six or eight of us that would all get together. We'd take all the grills over to one driveway and then set up tables, you know, and it just turned into a huge party. But uh, I mean, hell, back then I'd spend eight, nine hundred dollars, thousand dollars, and I mean, we would all spend a fortune. And man, we we would put on one hell of a show. Oh, yeah, it was great. I mean, but, uh, I just don't do that anymore. I, you know, I don't spend a whole, whole lot of money, but I spend enough to. You know, let's set off some bottle rockets. Let's let's do some, you know, artillery. 
you know, let's let's you know make some noise, some yeah, big kids, noise. When the kids were little, we used to do a lot more. But since yeah, growing up, it's just not the same. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I mean, I, all the kids are going around. We used to have bottle rocket wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Roman candle wars was ours. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, our safety briefing for work this week was talking about you know don't hold them in your hands, don't shoot them at people, and we're all laughing like yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah. You know, okay. Right. How many Roman candle wars have you had? Man, you know, uh, for like three or four years when I was a teenager during the summer, I would work at uh, one of the fireworks tents up around Springfield. And uh, so I came up with a bright idea one year because, you know, bottle rocket wars and all that. Uh, those, uh, the, the Saturn, Saturn missile. Oh, yeah. I love those things. Oh, uh, yeah. You're taking hot glue about five of those in a row on a board in a bottle rocket war and just light it, hold that board up, buddy, you win right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I, there was this one time living on my grandparents, my mom's parents' property uh, growing up. They had a pond. They, my grandfather built a bridge across the pond. And, you know, we didn't have any bottles at the time or anything to set up a bottle rocket. So a knot had fallen out of the handrail one year. I put the bottle rocket in there and put that sucker off. It went, up and then immediately turned at my grandparents' oh, house. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it hit the roof and skipped and then exploded and I'm gone like a fart in the wind, man. I, I mean, it, it was pretty obvious who did it, but still, I was like, nah, I'm not catching that. <laughs> yeah, I remember, uh, gosh, I was I was young. Uh, I couldn't have been more than seven or eight, nine years old, somewhere along in there. And uh, we were all over at my all my aunts and uncles were at my grandmother's house and, and all of us cousins. And I've got a lot of cousins and uh, we're doing bottle rock wars. Well, one of my uncles and his wife had just bought a new car like a week before. Oh. And it was white. Not and anymore. a couple of bottle rockets landed on the hood of that white car and went off. Man, you want to talk about bringing a screeching halt to that? And then we were trying to figure out who was going to be made to go in there and tell them that we just put burn marks on the hood of their new car. <laughs> yeah, the rest of us went and hit. I don't remember who went in and told them, but man, that door about come off the hinges when my uncle come out the door, we were all gone, man. Headed, oh, yeah. Headed to the wood line. <laughs> yep. Oh, uh, good times, the fun man. Days. The good fun days. days. Really, I mean, if you think about it, those, those were actually the fun days. Oh, it was I great. Mean, you know? I mean, were we stupid? Because, I mean, hell, we didn't, you know, no eye protection or nothing. But did you die? No, no. So, I mean, we didn't even really get that injured. No, I mean, you, you get a little welt down there, a little burn mark or something. Yeah, it's all, you know, all fun and games until it only hits you in the chin and goes down your shirt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's hilarious for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's still a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the first time I ever messed with an artillery shell, I didn't realize you had to uncoil the wick <laughs> off of it. So I, I put it in there. You know, I'm holding the artillery shell, uh, the artillery, and it's about, you know, yay big around. And I lit it and dropped it. Well, of course, the, the fuse went yeah. all over the place rather quickly. And I'd no more turned my head, and that some bitch went off right there. And yeah, yeah I, I was deaf for a little bit. <laughs> I was deaf. I was in the fire department, and they did their, their own uh, firework display for the town. And they had seven inch mortars. Oh, jeez. <clears throat> and these seven inch mortars would do that every once in a while. They'd come up about. Eight, ten feet out of the tube would blow up. Oh, jeez. You talk about deafening. Yeah, you think? 
<laughs> and then whoever was closest to it had to go inside real quick. <laughs> uh, how many concussion injuries did you have? Shit. At what point did we quit counting those? Yeah, they were right. Like seven, seven inches, six inches, and uh, four inches is right off. Damn. Yeah. In, uh, in New Orleans, they do what's called Battle of the Barges. And what they do is they go out in the Mississippi River and they take two barges and they load them with fireworks. Nice. And normally, each one of them is supposed to have a different fireworks display. The last few years, I guess, they kind of cheapened it down and both barges now have the same firework display. So it's not quite as cool anymore, but yeah. still, that's one of the ways that uh, New Orleans celebrates it. Even though I hate that city, it should be burning the ground. No, but if you want to party, man, it's a good time. If you're into that kind of party, I mean, yeah, well, <clears throat> it's right. it's a pretty nasty city. It, it's very dirty. Yeah, yeah. It, it's dirty 365. Yeah, there is no clean time. Yeah, I uh, remember we we sailed out on a cruise uh, out of New Orleans uh, about six years ago, and we went down uh, about a day and a half, two days early, and uh, it's like five o'clock in the afternoon. And we're walking down the sidewalk down in the quarter, and uh, you know, I wasn't, I was looking at this, the different bars and all that, trying to figure where I'm gonna get my next drink at. And all of a sudden, my wife goes, You gotta be kidding me! And I turn around and look, and these, these two girls are probably very early 20s, and they're wearing like little short shorts with no tops, and they have the the pasties. No, it was painted on uh, the, the Saints logo. Oh, yeah, you know, and and uh, my wife doesn't listen to me, so I was like, yeah, I can't believe anybody. That's just ridiculous. I can quit. Yeah, you definitely. You can see just about <laughs> it's almost as, as bad as Vegas. You know, my, my brother went to Vegas, and uh, you know, obviously I've taken him to New Orleans a few times, and there's really not that much of a difference other than the hookers are clean. <laughs> Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they kind of walk around the street a little bit more broadly than the ones in, in New Orleans do. Yeah, yeah, they just uh, they don't try to hide anything in North Manhattan. It's just all out there. Yeah. So, oh, uh, you know, last week I meant to bring this up. The mayor of New Orleans, I forget what her name is, black woman, and so I say that so you'll understand this. Part of her black celebration was commissioning a 28 foot tall statue of a hair pick. I seen that. I seen and that. Say, everybody panned her ass for that. Yeah. One. What? Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Just a big, huge Afro <laughs> hair pick for a statue, and you <laughs> say everybody was panning her ass for that. One. Yeah, that's wow. We got uh, Bill chiming in since I was a. <clears throat> Sheriff uh, Jefferson Parish Sheriff's Deputy in New Orleans, four hundred and fifty dollars a month, and all the bullets you can shoot. I got shot at more than there than Vietnam, and that was nineteen seventy-seven. And that that kind of gives you an idea of just you know that city's just corrupt. Yeah, I mean, just nothing has changed. Well, there's a reason they call it they call it the Big Sleazy. Yeah, yeah. All <laughs> did you, you see that thing that the. the chick stabbed an old man multiple times 
Oh, because yeah. she found explicit photos on her phone. And she thought it was another woman, but it was actually her, only skinnier. Yeah. <laughs> Oops. I, I, I was reading that out. Oh, my God. I died. I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was looking to see if that was, like, from one of the satire sites. Right? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no. Nope. <laughs> Damn. Then you imagine another boy, no, baby, really, no. Yeah. <laughs> I forget how many times she stabbed him. It's like, you know, after the first one, just drop your phone and run, dude. Uh, yeah. I mean, just just get out of there. You know, just, baby. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, just throw it back in Rito's on the ground and run and see what happens. <laughs> obviously, you've been doing that. There's some chocolate <laughs> out there or something. You know, a couple of M&Ms. Oh, yeah. oh, Bill's chiming in. So they want to move Jackson's statue from Jackson Square. I thought they already did that. Oh, I thought they did, too. Oh, they tore down a lot of statues in New Orleans, which is just stupid because one, they were beautiful statues. They tore about all over the country. And two, you know, all these people tearing down history like it's something bad. You can't look at history through the lens of present time. You have to look at history for one, okay, let's not do that again. Right. And these statues aren't just statues of the men, but they're statues of remembrance of what they did. Yes, these are grand, beautiful statues. Do not get me wrong. I've seen all of them there in New Orleans. At no time did I think of anything terrible when I saw them. Just like, I'm, I'm glad we're, we're no longer there yeah. in that time. Yeah. You know, but again, you know, in today's society, the majority of people don't look at things that way. No. Nah. So... Anyway, we're we're getting off we're getting all sidetracked here. Um, kind of, sort of, but not really. I mean, yeah. it all kind of leads into the same thing. It does, it's, I guess. Yeah. It's all battle for independence. And Bill Chapman, ooh, says so much for the Battle of New Orleans fighting the bloody British. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, New Orleans was pretty much a hellhole to begin with. Uh, you know, all we did was just fight for a port, or the only open port we had on the Gulf Coast at the time. Um, and then Sue's chiming in, history is written by the victors. Well, yeah, it is. At the same time, that doesn't mean that we can't still find the other side of the story and then try to find in the middle. Uh, and Bill's chiming in and says, besides all of sin and falling short of the glory of God, amen to that. I do that every day. And uh, Sue says, one thing we do not learn from our history books is that Indians were indeed taken into slavery. No, no, that's in our history. Well, well it may not be now. Yeah, it used to be. It used to be. Yeah. Yeah, they, they tend to rewrite history just to... Yeah. Just to go along with the norms. Yeah, well, yeah. They, want you, they want you to know what they want you to know, and that's it. Yeah, and, and, and they want you to be just compliant, smart enough <laughs> to... Pass the test. To pass the test and, and go out and, and get a job, pay your taxes, and don't question it. You know, I remember us growing up, my teachers, you know, one thing they always encouraged us to do is to question everything. They were like, here's the information you have to know for the history books or, you know, for your tests or anything like that, but question everything. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, you know, you look at all these old hippies from the 1960s and 70s, what are they doing? They're saying, no, no, we got to listen to the government. It's like, yeah, you stupid son of a bitch. You know, 45 years ago, weren't you singing against that very thing? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's not. Yeah, I know we're gonna get it. We're gonna man. We're gonna, gonna get, get wound up, box, man. man. Yeah. This it, is this is a good weekend. You know, it, it, it's let's try to maintain some kind of upbeat 
thing here because yeah. man, I tell you what, it, it, the world's full of negative right now. It really is. Yes. Let's just be drunk. drink some beers, blow some shit up. I can't drink beer. Hopefully not ourselves, but you know. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, we ain't young anymore. It takes a little, a little while longer to heal. Ain't that the truth? Man. <laughs> Dude, I played nine holes of golf this morning. I'm having to wear a freaking brace on the arm now because. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I picked up my five gallon water. Use the other hand once in a while. You know that. <laughs> yeah, but the up... problem is he has to short stroke it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I tried to switch some hands one time, man. It just wasn't the same. <laughs> and you don't try mid-stroke. I mean, you'll you'll like knock hole in the wall, dislocate your shoulder or something. Yeah, you Isn't that what you did? Anyway, so <laughs> there we go. Take on Captain Jack. Now, I guess. That's all right. I can handle it. I I'm not offended. But <laughs> you don't want no puppies in the safe room. Nah, uh, yeah, some crayons. <laughs> I want him to put shit in his pants over there. That'd be <laughs> a great start. I mean, I was about to buy a cigarette, but I'm not sure I want an open flame right here. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan's the only one in trouble. <laughs> uh, there's a reason that I sit all the way down at this end. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> oh, uh, man, gotta love it. Good stuff, man. Good stuff. Anyway. Um, hook you up a plug and hook it to your car. Get free fuel out of that shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that's awesome. So we got Sue chiming in and said they were much darker than our ideas than seem to remember. The slaves brought in from the ships mixed with the Indians to make the population of black Americans we have today. There was definitely a, a lot of selective breeding going on during that time. Make no mistake. Uh, but surprisingly, most people don't know this, the vast majority of the black Americans we have today do not trace their history back to slavery. Yeah. Yeah, but they won't. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. We're not yeah, going to do no, that. We're not, we're not, get we're not going down that no, road. We need to be upbeat because you know what? We've been sitting here. Uh, I've been looking at the news the last few days and it's like, you know, all it's doing is I'm, I'm feeding the beast. You know, we, we need to, yes, there are dark times that are here and there are darker times on the way. Yeah. But so what? Yeah. We, gotta, we gotta look at that light. At the end you, well, we, yeah. And she gotta live every day. I mean, you, you, can't, let, you can't let it consume you. Um, you know, and, and for my own sanity at times, um, it's like I mentioned just a little while ago, I've actually taken a break from the news Pretty often here, lady. I'll go a couple days, to. and I'll just like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to do it. You know, uh, we we don't even have TV at our house. We have a TV, but we don't have it hooked up to anything. Right. So I get all my news, you know, online and, and through apps and, and different various places like that. And uh, there's times when I'm just like, no, I'm, I'll start to pull up two or three of these different apps to to look at stuff, and I, and I have to stop myself. If as long as you're aware of it, you know, as long as you remind yourself that, you know, regardless of the news, regardless of your news source. It is meant to invoke some kind of reaction out of it, no matter what. And you pull back and take the emotion out of it and say, this is for information only. If you can keep constantly reminding yourself of that, it helps. Yeah. But man, I mean, you've got to be self-aware enough. The EPA to do took that. a pretty big hit. Oh yeah, they That's damn sure they did. did. They yeah. did, and then that, uh, that then, was kind of nice to see. Yeah. And then they went on the CNN and said, we don't care what they say. We have other provisions inside that law, and it's like ah. Oh well, 
Yeah. And once again, they're doing what they want. Yep. So they always find a loophole. And uh, Sue, so Bill's chiming in saying, sorry, brother, a golfing range is a terrible misuse of a shooting range. I don't necessarily disagree with that <laughs> at the same time. You know, sometimes you just got to have to get more golf by You know, that's a fact. Sometimes you just got to so do you it. You just need to combine the two. Shotgun. Oh, my gosh. Shotgun golf. Shotgun golf. <laughs> I'm in. I'm, I'm down. Yeah, but I'm down. <laughs> We have terrible good ideas. I'm loving it, man. Our good terrible ideas. See, Either which now, way, see, and now we got to go find some property and build our own shotgun golf course. Yep, I, 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 that's a gold mine waiting to happen right there. Nobody steal our idea. <laughs> uh, I'm sure there wouldn't be an insurance company in the world that would insure us. But, yeah, uh, probably, yeah, probably not. But you know, I, I I look at that as a contact sport now. I like it. I mean, so if the golfer yeah. can make it to the green, all right, he gets to, to shoot for the, you know, yeah. he gets to see if he can even put it in. But if he don't make it to the green, I mean, he takes a big, huge penalty and goes on to the next one. Yeah. I, I think we're on to something here, man. I like, man I'm I, liking I do, this. Yeah. I'm liking it. Hell yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, yeah, my wheels are turning. Oh, God. God. <laughs> I know, right? All right, all right. Uh, we need to write that down. <laughs> So uh, we got Sue chiming in again. So what means we need to really be careful what we do politically? Yes. Uh, and the large part of that is getting rid of the deep state, the, the non-elected bureaucrats. Yeah. And good luck with that one. Yeah. And uh, she also says, you don't get real information on CNN or UCH of any mainstream news. No, no, no that is. No. Yeah. Uh, that's because they, they, they got, yeah, they're so far rooted in. Yeah, so I, CNN I lost me in 1991. Really? You want to know? Do you remember what happened in 1991 with CNN? What was going on in early 1991? Early 1991, February time frame. That was like Desert Storm. That was Desert yeah. Storm. You want to know what CNN did? Do you remember? They gave away like troop positions and shit, didn't they? That wasn't the worst of it. <clears throat> they were waiting on the beach with their cameras and lights as one of the SEAL teams did an amphibious assault and showed up on the beach to find CNN right there waiting on them with lights and cameras. And they were pissed. Because somebody gave up their OPSEC. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, somebody gave up their OPSEC. And uh, so, you know, that's why I lost CNN because it's like, why are you showing up on a beach for an amphib assault with lights and cameras because it's not like Iraq didn't have CNN International. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that, that was a, a it for me. Yeah, I, I don't remember how far back I quit watching them, honestly. I know it's been a long, long time. Um, I, I, I I get very, very little news from any of the mainstream sources. Nah. Uh, I just want to know what the hell they're talking about. Like this week, oh my God, this was hilarious. This, oh, this, this made me die laughing. Uh, one of the members of Congress or maybe it had been a, a, a White House advisor said that the Taliban will no longer respect us because we overturned Roe v. Wade. Yeah, yeah. And I'm looking at this woman like, darn. They respected us to begin with? <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's like uh, they toss people off the tops of the buildings because they don't like their orientation. Yeah. And you think that they're going to be mad at us for no longer killing our babies? Yeah. Hmm. 
They like our guns, though. <clears throat> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah they, they do. Damn sure. Yeah. Kind of makes me wonder if that the rifle that you're so fond of wind up in someone's hands. Uh, man, I hope not. I hope not too. But that just thought just popped in my mind. Got Bill chiming in saying, "Hitting a golf ball 300 yards doesn't impress me. Shooting a golf ball 300 yards does." So now I'm going to take my shotgun or shotgun idea, and now we're going to change that into sniping. <laughs> All right. So you sit up on top of a hill or an elevated platform like somebody freaking shot a ball and you've got one round to knock that some bitch out the air. <laughs> a moving a moving target. small target. Woo, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. I, I would equate that to shooting a hog out of a helicopter. <laughs> I uh, I think shooting a hog's a little bit easier than <laughs> shooting a yeah. But still it's like, you know, this this idea just keeps getting better and better. Keep feeding us this, this this info, Bill. This is this good <laughs> yeah. stuff. So you chime in says the R and D, two wings of the same socialist bird. I'm not gonna say socialist at, at all. I'm gonna say uh, new Marxist more than anything. <clears throat> more than anything, I'm, I'm gonna say that. It, it's not socialism. If you really look at all the policies they're trying to enact, it's very much closer to Marxism than anything else. Um, no, they are not on our side, Sue. And do we endorse candidates as a group? We have discussed that. Right. Uh, as far as endorsing candidates as a group, we do not because we don't want our name attached to any one candidate for so many reasons. Uh, and one of the biggest one is we don't want to endorse a shitbird at the end of the day with so many people around saying one thing, they get in office and do another thing. Now our names are attached to that. No. Now, uh, you know, we, we've had, uh, we've had political candidates on our show. Oh yeah. We give them the platform. Absolutely. And we gave some hard questions too. Yeah. <clears throat> and then, uh, let's see. Personally, we endorse them, but we're not going to. Yeah, as a group, no. Nope. Yeah, as a group, we won't and endorse them. Sue's chime in said uh, they behead people for believing in Christ. If only they beheaded them, that would be pretty good. Uh, and do AR 15s work for sniping? And my answer to that is a resounding no. Mm, I just. Well, so the short, maximum short effective range. range is 500 meters. For an M16, A2, our ARs now. You can the maximum effective range for according to the U.S. Army manuals. All right, maximum effective range for the M16 A2 is uh, 550 meters on a point target. Yep. A maximum effective range on an area target is 800 meters. Right. All right. Um, I I know when I went through the marksmanship school. Uh, with an ACOG, which is a four power scope, uh, shooting from prone uh, at the, the hanging Iron Maiden targets, which is basically the, the from the waist up silhouette of a, of yep. a man, right? Um, I hit three out of five shots at 805 meters with an M16A2 and a four power scope. Yeah. Now, did it do much more than chip the paint on an iron target? Probably not. But um, you know, you can take you can take an AR-15 and you can do a lot of modifications to them, and and you can and, and if you've got the right ammo and the right optics um, and the right barrel and the right barrel, um, then I would say that yes, they can be a very effective medium range medium range sniper uh, setup. Yeah, absolutely. But if you want um, absolute stopping power at that distance, um, I I like I like 308. Um, I, and yeah, I, I like the, the A10, yeah. I like the six five. Um, yeah, I uh, 
I know the the one that I carried overseas. Uh, you know, it was it was a seven oh six two. It's the civilian equipment. Three oh eight. Three oh eight. And uh, and I know. I know what that round is capable of, and and I like it. But you have to jump up to it like an AR-10 for platform for that. For, yeah, 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 you do. Yeah, um, you know my my preference, honestly, though, is is a uh, is a bolt action, uh, yeah, rather than a semi-automatic for for a sniper setup. All right, um, and it's for a few reasons. Like you, you have less moving parts. All right, and, it, it, and if you're shooting long distance, it takes very very little to throw that shot off at a long distance. Yeah. Um, now our AR platforms are getting, uh, you know, our semi-automatic. Let me be specific. Our semi-automatic platforms are getting there, in much in the same way that our automatic transmissions are getting closer and closer to our manual transmissions. Uh, but at the end of the day, I'm, I'm with you. If if I'm going to be doing some heavy sniping or long-range target shooting, there you go. Then yeah, I'm I'm going to be looking at a bolt action. Yeah. Now the the one you you guys have seen the one that. I carried overseas. Now it was a semi-automatic, um, but I mean that thing was custom made. Right, um, slicker and dog shit. It was oh man, I'm telling you, it was nice. God, hell, I'd give Lieutenant Dan the left nut to have another round of like. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, some bitch don't work anyway. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean to answer your question, yeah, you you can. Use it. Yeah, the AR-15 platform can can be a very effective uh, weapon, uh, even at, at medium to just over medium range. Um, and, and there again, it depends on uh, you, you know your barrel, your ammo, your your shooting positions, your optics, yeah. your breathing. I mean, there's a lot of your sight pictures, your your trigger squeeze. Um, you know, there, there's so much that comes into it um, on any kind of a, a long range shot. Yep. But if you want, the if thing want, is, is getting, you know, doing it over and over and over again, right. yeah. hitting the same spot. And uh, but if uh, really, at the, the farther out you get, the, the less accuracy you're going to have, and less stopping power because your ammo and everything else. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's, it's such a light round. It really is. I mean, you, you reach out to 550 yards, uh, and unless you're doing soft tissue, I mean, you hit that body armor. Yeah. I mean, you're. You're going to let them know you're there. They ain't going to be happy with you. Yeah. Uh, but they will be able to move and cover. Yeah. <clears throat> Unless you hit squishy stuff. Yeah. In which case, they'll still be able to move. They'll still be pissed off at you. But uh, they ain't going to be able to move as well. Yeah. It's funny how if somebody gets an extra hole for them, they don't move as well. Yeah. yeah. Three or four extra holes does wonders. It sure does. And then Sue's chiming in, uh, asking us to look at... A gentleman named Paul Venable, if I'm saying that correctly, and uh, let her know when we want to interview, when or if we want to interview him. And thanks for the link. We'll we'll check it out. Yeah, appreciate that. And then we've got uh, Tooney Glover chiming in for the first time. Says we have some Radical Arms RF-15s on sale at the shop. If anyone wants to buy them and upgrade as desired, four seventy five plus tax. Must pass, of course, the the normal background checks. Right. Uh, Tim, we hadn't heard from Tim in a while. Says, "What's up, brothers?" Hey, man. And oh, then uh, Sue's asking how much our body armor is, uh, and that body armor is definitely a personal preference kind of thing. Yeah, uh, um, man, you can get some wild systems that are going to cost you around twelve hundred bucks. Yeah, um, you know some of the some of the uh, like was it carbon fiber plates and stuff that they have now. Um, yeah, 
together. But yeah, Christ, but you got eight hundred flexibility. Like, and yeah. And the, but I mean, you're it's talking right four rating, and and they weigh like a pound and a half. Yeah. You know, my steel plates, shit, they're they're a lot more than that. Right. I'm, I'm not going to go into what type of plates I have, both the construction and it, but mine will take a hit. Yeah. Uh, and I spent with the carrier plates, and I, I even got, I did full plate system. Mm -hmm. So I, I bought it in steps. Mine ran me about 600. Yeah. I don't remember what I. Yeah, I mean, you can get on like RTS Tactical, which is, you know, and get uh, like the buy the whole kit. Yeah, have it shipped right to your house. I mean, or, uh, most of them right now have a very long lead time. Uh, I, I saw anywhere from four to twelve weeks, depending on on your your plate preference. I have, I haven't looked at any lately. Uh, I know it, when I'm able time to buy something time. like that, you're probably going to want to get after it because yeah, there's stock of banning uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yep. yeah. There's a couple states that already have uh, New York, California. Uh, there's a, there's another one up in the northeast uh, side. I don't remember which one it was. I said it a few weeks ago that, that they had uh, passed a bill where uh, military and law enforcement. Yeah, that's that's home. New York. Well, no, I mean, besides <clears> New York, York, there was, there was another one. Okay. Pennsylvania? It may, it may have been. And then, I don't remember. I, I'd have to go back and, and see if I can find that. But yeah, so Tim, what's up, sir? And then, you know, body armor really is, at the end of the day, a personal preference. It um, is. Uh, I mean, it depends on how, you know, I mean, if you. You know, you, you're never so going to be prepared for everything. And uh, I mean, they make you know, undershirt uh, deals just for getting stabbed too. I mean, yeah. yeah, and then you know, then it's also come keep in mind that, uh, especially your type of armor. You know, keep in mind your type of armor. Some of them cannot withstand multiple hits. Right. And some of them are good for you know, if you get hit lower, you might be able to take a hit upper. But then that plate's done. Yeah. And some of them only last a certain amount of time after so many years of sitting. Yeah, yeah they'll, they'll, break they'll break down. And then, uh, so if you're going to get body armor, one of the things I would encourage you to do is go ahead and wear it around for a little while. Once you've got your whole system set up, put it on, realize how well you move or don't move in yeah. it. And then, you know, it reflects, it affects your range of motion, your movement, the whole nine yards. And, and, and here's the thing too. So it's, it's really easy to overload a vessel. Once you get plates and, and stuff in your carrier, um, they're, they're pretty heavy. Then you start putting on uh, magazine pouches. Those add up really quick. I mean, you'll, you'll end up with a, a 50 pound vest and a heartbeat. And then add up. Eight pound pack to it, right? Oh, plus, if you got a weapon attached or knives, yeah. or any yeah. flashlights, flashlights, yeah. people put on there, you know, radios, and yeah. it all adds up. So, Tony, you have a, a place where we can go because it's actually not too bad of a deal right there, you know, for the radical arms. Mm. I'd, I'd be kind of interested in checking that out, actually, more than kind of interested. And then, uh so you're chiming in again says we'll have to get some if he wins or even comes close. Yeah, if we got a link, tell me that'll be good. Yeah, 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 feel free to post it up there. Yeah. Please. So yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> again, body armor is like, you know, you can get the soft armor that uh, a lot of that goes underneath your clothing. Um, it's not quite as visible, doesn't look Yeah, but guess. getting stabbed with a knife sucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, knock on the wood I've managed to avoid that, so uh, and, well, I, no, I've, I've accidentally stabbed myself. I've stabbed myself in the hand. Bitch, that hurts. So, 
getting stabbed, you know, in the body and shit from other people. Well, considering mine went three quarters of the way into my hand. Yeah, well, you're not yeah. supposed to do that. Now. Well, I mean, you're not supposed to use your knife as a tool. Like sure enough. Season. Sure enough. I mean, uh, <laughs> that's kind of actually what about what happened. <laughs> so I, I got to tell the story. So go for it. This uh, this guy he, he uh, at one point was my platoon sergeant, and his wife was a deputy sheriff. So she had got a new pistol, and we always kidded and told him that uh, she was trying to collect some life insurance on him. But this dumbass, she tells him that she thinks the weapon's jammed. She can't get it cleared or whatever. So he puts his hand in front of the barrel with his finger on her, ends up shooting himself through his own hand. And she she freaked out and panicked. Now, she's deputy sheriff. She couldn't remember how to call 911. <laughs> so he's getting lightheaded just from you know, the, the fact that he shot himself in the yeah, hand. Yeah, the shock. You know, he wraps a towel around it. And then he realized that his brand spanking new leather recliner had a bullet hole in it. <laughs> and when it was all said and done, he was more pissed off because he shot his recliner than he was that he shot his hand. <laughs> Tony, man, I, you know, I, I forgot Tony's last name, but Tony is our buddy over there at 2A Laser Center. 2A Laser, right. Uh, yeah, right yeah, here yeah, in the yeah. Yeah. I, I still haven't all. been in there. Man, it's it's actually a really nice little place. Yeah, I, yeah. I follow him on Facebook and I see yeah, some stuff. But yeah, uh, Stick that up to the camera. To the camera, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and, and yeah, Tony, man, if you if you got a link to your your Facebook page or your website or whatever, uh, man, feel feel free to throw it up there, man. Uh, throw it on our uh, group too. Yeah, throw it out, throw it out on the uh, the group. Throw that here in the comments. <coughs> whatever you need to do. That. Yeah, Lieutenant Dan and I went in there, and man, he, I mean, Tony does some quality work over there. He's a nice Cheers. guy. Easy to get along with. Yep. Good to chat with. Knows his shit. And and he carries shooter lube in stock. Nice. Yeah. I was very pleasantly glad to see that because, you know, as our regular listeners know, I, I bought the shooter lube two-stage kit mm-hmm. and absolutely loved the hell out of it to the point where I'm considering giving it away all my other cleaning supplies and just sticking with shooter lube. Wow. That's genuinely how good it was. That is kind of cool. You said that... Uh... You know, he didn't have any what what he wanted. He could he could have it shipped to his store and uh, he take care of it. Yeah, he does uh, FFL transfers as well. Nice. Yeah, it's it's pretty outstanding, and it's a little little tiny shop, but uh, you know, he's he's got some ammo that other people don't have on hand. Yep, I've been seeing him post on the Facebook page, you know, some some uh, various calibers that he's got selling there. So, and, and I keep meaning to get by there, but. I don't go down that direction very often when I come into town. I, you know, I, I come in off the main uh, U.S. highway out there, so I just keep forgetting to go down there. Yeah, I've I've, I've got a couple of barrels I want engraved that says "Smile and Wait for Flash." Nice. Yeah, I need to do that. Be cool. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah, I've, I've seen pictures of uh, some of the engraving and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's good stuff, man. It is. So, yeah. Yeah. Any of you listeners, man. Uh, Check, check him out. Um, and again, Tony, please feel free to, to post the link up there, man, on, on our main page and, and in the comments. So. Yeah, so that way everyone go and follow your page. Uh, his store hours, I think, are Thursday through Sunday. I'm trying to see if it's on this card. Yep, Thursdays through Sunday, or you uh, call for an appointment. He's actually pretty solid little uh, business cards he's got, too. 
Yeah. He, he gave us a bunch. I've got one in my wallet. <clears throat> so, yep. Anyway, yeah, I'll, uh, I'm going to try to make a point to get in there maybe next week. I'm kind of thinking if he's got those kind of sales going on, I might go in there. Well, I got a lot of crap to do tomorrow, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it well, sucks. So just give me your credit card number. I'll take care of it. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You help him out, right? Man, what a team player. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm a giver. He, he's a giver. I'm a giver. It's, <laughs> it's not easy. <laughs> he says. He says we are Neosho's hidden gem, and I I would not necessarily disagree with that. Uh, in fact, he's got some really nice little uh, Glock plates, the back plates mm-hmm. for the Glocks that are uh, you know laser engraved. Yes. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll have to get in there and check it out tomorrow. I I can't do it. I'm actually uh, uh we're doing a uh, a cookout thing down at the what uh, BFW. So, dude, would you really quit shitting your pants over there? My God. <laughs> You're nope. you're pushing it awful hard on that one. No, that one came out nice and smooth like Astro Glide. <laughs> All right, so on that note, I guess we're wrapping this one up. What the hell you been dealing with Astro Glide? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, when you make a statement that they can't mess with you. Oh, man. Wow. Anyway, just not willing to go down that particular path. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Anyway, that's a nice wall. I like that wall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're not even drinking tonight, God, man. man. Wow. Well, you went on the wagon, dude, so we just I, all kind of joined you. I, well. You know, team support. Yeah, man. Yeah. It's all right. Well, but you know what, though? Dude, so. Again, so how is your liver feeling after all that? Um, I still get some pains. Um, I've got a follow-up appointment. Uh, with blood work next month, cool. Uh, but uh, I mean, overall, I feel so much better. I, I've dropped twenty-one pounds now. Nice, yeah, and saved a shit ton of money. Also nice. <laughs> Matter of fact, that that first month that I quit drinking, so at the end of the month, I was looking at my checking account and I was going to move some money over to savings and whatnot. And I was looking, I was like, shit, what did I forget to pay? And I'm going, I'm looking at. It. I went back like three times, double checking all my bills. I'm Ah, oh, shit, I wasn't drinking beer. <laughs> now, at the water knoll, you yeah. 50 bucks a day. Uh, at least. Yeah, it was, yeah. It was a lot. So, but yeah, um, I'm down 21 pounds. Um, feeling good, man. Um, yeah, I've just got more energy, and, and I'm, I'm loving it. Uh, you know, I ain't gonna lie, though. Hot days, especially like, you know, the other day I spent, God, I don't remember, nine or ten hours outside doing yard work and weeding the entire fence line on four acres and, and just every little thing I was doing outside. Man, I wanted a cold beer so freaking bad that day. Oh, I bet. And that's the only time really that I want one is just when I'm outside doing something. Just yeah. Ice cold beer. But that's all right, you know. Oh, if you could just teach yourself moderation. Well, you know, uh, I'm not real good at that, so. I don't think any of the three of us are. Nah. You know, I mean, and, and I'm not surprised that I have liver problems, honestly. I mean, I'm I, only going to have one at a time. At a time, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I've, I've treated my body like an amusement park for, you know, dang near 40 years. So I, I'm not the least bit surprised that my liver's saying, uh, hey, dumbass, stop. Before I stop you. Uh, yeah. So yeah. anyway, it's all good, man. So one last thing before I guess we, we I mean, we're already at the hour and 17. Mark. Yeah, we're right. <clears throat> Is uh, folks keep in mind it's going to be very. I mean, it's been very hot and yeah, dry. Yeah. 
when you're doing fireworks out there, be very aware. You know, keep a, a garden hose close by. Yeah, major um, major fire hazard. Yeah, yeah, we are definitely. It would not surprise me if the local counties went on ahead and said, "Hey, yeah, if they even tried to shut down fireworks this year because of how hot and dry it's been." Mm. I'm not saying they would. I'm saying if you know what, if we had high winds, which we're not expecting to have, right? Uh, I could see them doing that, but just be very aware. Everything is very dry yeah. right now. Absolutely. Uh, and just be aware of where your fireworks go. Yeah. Yeah, because, man, I'll tell you what, they're, I, I got a feeling as dry as we are in this area, um, there, there's going to be a lot of fire. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, so, anyway, yeah. yeah people that, that's doing Roman candle wars. Yeah. Yeah. yeah with all, so, all the rednecks we had around here, can you imagine? Red the wind was the we wind got rednecks blowing. here. What the hell? I'm thinking wind was blowing. We look like California wildfires. <laughs> I'm thinking more along the lines. We got to watch out for the meth heads. Them idiots will shoot off fireworks and set something on fire. Dude, I'm telling you what, the ruthless toothless are they said not real bright. bright. Shit, no. They no, I mean they're unfortunately too dumb to set themselves on fire. <laughs> that solved a lot of problems. They just go ahead and do that, <clears throat> man. Wouldn't it though? Yeah. So anyway, let's wrap this one up, man. We're we're, yeah. on, a, we're on a good note here, and. Uh, Folks, enjoy the, the holiday, but uh, you know, remember what it really is all about. Um, I, you know, the, the, our forefathers they put everything on the line and and gave us this nation. And uh, you know, it, it's not gone yet. Um, it's not what they envisioned, but you know what? We're still here. We're still here, and uh, and and you know, I, I've been to several foreign countries, and I'm gonna tell you right now. Uh, I wouldn't take any of them over the United States of America. Nope. So uh, I, I still believe, even with all of our problems, we're the, uh, the greatest nation in the, in the world. That's, that's my true beliefs. And, and um, I, I don't necessarily like our government, but I love this country. Amen. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, just, just take a moment while you're doing your cookouts and your fireworks and everything, and just, just keep in mind those, those founding fathers that stepped forward and, and put their name on that piece of paper that gave us what we have. They're Herbie Hancocks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, but yeah, it, you know, by all means, have fun, enjoy it, be safe, and uh, and we will see you guys next week. Yep, and we got two more just right here at the end. Bill says, take care, brother, see you at the V. And Sue says, their wealth, their lives, and their sacred honor. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. <clears throat> Bill, Bill, we love you, brother. Um, you know, I, I've seen, I gotta say that, like, you know, uh, Spent some time with Bill this week, and uh, Bill, I hope to see you again uh, tomorrow down there. Um, man, I just, I, I love that man. He is awesome. He's got an amazing life story to tell. And, yeah, uh, he needs to write a book. That's what we all keep telling him. Um, he wrote a chapter in a book. No, no, but, he needs uh, to write a book. He needs book. an entire book, yeah. yeah. So anyway, um, until next week, uh, we're out of here. So thanks, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for letting us do what we do and uh, putting up with our shenanigans. And, uh, and enjoy the fourth. Happy Fourth, folks. God bless. Peace.